Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit-Led Hope. My name is Glenn Erickson, and in this episode, we are talking about a spirit-led adventure. This is episode 29 of season one, and it is the last episode of the season. We're going to start this episode with a short teaching on a spirit-led adventure, and then I will give you my thoughts on what's next for this podcast. I will be taking a break from the normal publishing cycle, so be sure and follow the podcast so that you will know when there are new episodes. Over the last 28 episodes, we've looked at the role the Holy Spirit plays in our lives. When the Holy Spirit takes up residence within a believer, it is with the intention of making some dramatic changes. The Holy Spirit wants us to grow in the fruit of the Spirit so that we have the character of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit wants us to operate in the gifts of the Spirit so we can do the things Jesus did. These changes are not superficial. Growing in the fruit of the Spirit requires that we actively die to our old sinful nature, and gifts of the Spirit enables to humbly serve those around us in ways we never could before. The fruit and the gifts are meant to complement each other. God never intended that we be content with one and not the other. This type of life, where the Holy Spirit transforms us and equips us, is a Spirit-led adventure. It's an adventure full of challenges and rewards. Nothing compares to it. Our life in Christ, guided by the Holy Spirit, helps us become who we are meant to be. There is a deep and profound satisfaction from living this type of life as we grow in our relationship with God. One of the things I find interesting is that we choose our own level of adventure. Now, I'm not pointing at anyone's relationship with God and critiquing it. We are all in different places with our God walk. We are of different ages, both in our physical age and how long it's been since we put our faith in Jesus. We have different levels of Christian maturity based on our life experience and the teaching that we may have or may not have received. And we all have strengths and weaknesses. If your heart is to grow closer to Jesus, then you are on the right path. So what do I mean when I say we choose our own level of adventure? What I mean is that all of us have some say in answering these three questions. First question is, how much do I pursue intimacy with Jesus? The second question is, how humbly do I pursue changes to my character? And the third question is, how much do I desire spiritual gifts? Each one of these areas has its own type of adventure, although they are often intertwined. Now, to be clear, the first one, pursuing intimacy with Jesus, is the foundation of a spirit-led adventure. You cannot have the other two without that. If you look at these three areas, and we have looked at them, we obviously have a choice on how actively we participate. It is hard to grow in intimacy with Jesus if we do not pray or read the Bible or spend time in Christian fellowship. It is impossible to have changes in our character if we think we are perfect. And there is no way we will ever function in spiritual gifts if we don't step out in faith. I hope you understand what I'm saying here. Our participation in these three areas does rest, to a large extent, on us. 
if that's the case, then we do have a say on how actively we participate in a Spirit-led adventure. If you find that your Christian life is not an adventure, then I challenge you to look at those three areas. Again, I am not criticizing anyone's Christian walk. Everyone is in a different place with God. There are also seasons where one area may dominate, and there are also seasons where we feel like we're stagnant or even going backwards, and that is part of the human dilemma. And by the way, if you feel like you are in a stagnant zone, then go back to pursuing intimacy with Jesus, and the Holy Spirit will help you with the next steps. I know that some of you listening fully understand what I'm talking about. Your life is a Spirit-led adventure, but I also know there are some listening that want to live a more Spirit-led life but struggle, especially with regards to the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. One of the things that is often a barrier is the requirement to step forward without knowing what's next. And this can be a bit scary. For example, if you have lived your life successfully by being a tough bully, it can be terrifying to wonder how you will survive if the Holy Spirit helps you transform into a kinder, gentler person. It's also scary if you believe God's given you something to say to a stranger and you don't know how they might receive it. Fear of not knowing what comes next can paralyze us, and it can keep us from growing in the fruit of the Spirit or operating in a spiritual gift. One of the principles of the Christian faith is that God always gives us enough to move forward, but we may not see the entire journey. A good example of this is found in Psalm 119.105. This verse is talking about what God reveals to us through Scripture. It goes like this. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That's Psalm 119, 105. So in other words, God's wisdom illuminates the way ahead of us to keep us on the path, but there may be a lot of twists and turns ahead out of reach of the light. And this principle applies to our growth in the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. When I was a teenager, I used to do a lot of hiking in the Cascade Mountains. I was fortunate that I had a mentor, Dr. Clark, to teach me tricks he had learned over many years. One evening, we were still several miles away from our car, and the sun was setting. Now, back in those days, we didn't have cell phones or any way to let our families know if we were running late. Dr. Clark and I could have easily spent the night out, but we decided that it was better to get home so our families wouldn't worry. When the sun set, it started to get very dark. There was cloud cover, and part of the trails in the trees, there was just very little light. When we could no longer see the trail, we pulled out our pen lights. Now, pen lights don't throw off a lot of light, but they do light the trail a few steps ahead of you. Dr. Clark was an amazing mountaineer. He took off like it was broad daylight. Uh, Me, uh, not so much. Uh, I didn't have the sureness of step like Dr. Clark did when hiking by flashlight. And even though I tried to keep up, his bobbing little circle of light just got further away and dimmer. And there's one point where I saw a light below and to the right of me. And that didn't make sense until I realized that we were going downhill and we had reached some switchbacks and Dr. Clark was way ahead of me. I don't know why I panicked, but I did. 
I suddenly felt like I was alone and that Dr. Clark would leave me behind. In my fear, I started walking so fast that I was outrunning my light. And it was then that I tripped on something, a rock or a root, and I just launched forward into the darkness. As I kind of stuck my hands out, my light pointed up in the air, so I had no idea where or how I was going to land. All I knew was that I was on a steep section of trail going downward, and there was not going to be a soft landing. My knee struck a rock, and I felt my pants rip at the impact. So I just rested for a little while on the ground, recovered, and then I stood up, and I could feel blood dribbling down my leg. So I did a quick assessment of how hurt I was. Other than a banged-up knee and a bruised ego, I was okay. I could walk. As I started limping along the trail, I had a moment of clarity. I mean, why was I so worried? All I had to do was stay on the trail. It didn't matter how fast or slow I went. What if Dr. Clark was way ahead of me? I knew him well enough to know he would never drive off and leave me. And if he figured something was wrong, he would certainly come back for me. At that realization, the hike became pleasant again. There's a different kind of beauty when you're in the darkness and solitude of the mountains. It became interesting to see what my light would shine on next. Would it be another switchback? a stream, maybe a nocturnal animal surprised by the light. Eventually, I knew I would arrive at the trailhead and that part of my adventure would be over. All I had to do was walk in the light on the path, step by step. I think this is a useful analogy for a spirit-led adventure. Just like a pen light shining on a trail, God reveals enough so that we can move forward. And this is true whether you're still questioning the existence of God or if you've been a Christian for decades. Just like we know our car's waiting for us at the trailhead, we may have a good sense of where we're headed, but the actual day-to-day path is unveiled as we move forward. Now, sometimes we will have the agility of a Dr. Clark and we'll move quickly. And other times we may need to slow down. We may even need to stop to replace the batteries in our flashlight so we can see better. There's one thing in my analogy that you may not want to hear, but if you hike enough, you will stumble. Even Dr. Clark got tired or the conditions were bad and he took spills too. It's the same with our spirit-led adventure. Just accept that somewhere along the way, you will struggle. You might take the wrong fork in the trail of life, you might fall multiple times, and you will get tired, especially while you're becoming more aware of the Holy Spirit. Growing in the fruit of the Spirit can be hard work. And operating in the gifts of the Spirit often puts us in uncharted territory. If you only move forward, if you can guarantee perfection, then you will most likely limit the Spirit-led adventures waiting for you. Throughout season one, I've shared several stories where I botched it, or I looked foolish, or I had to own up to my character flaws and my failures. It will be no different for you. But what I've learned with the Holy Spirit is the same as the epiphany I had on the trail that one evening. I knew that Dr. Clark was not going to drive away without me. I knew he would rescue me if I really was hurt. 
If a human mentor will do that for us, how much more will the Holy Spirit help us? The Holy Spirit will never leave us. He will never get tired. He'll never stumble. Sometimes the Holy Spirit steps right into the middle of the mess and bails us out. At other times, he helps us pick up the pieces and we become stronger in the process. Take the steps that you can into the path that God lights for you. It is a wonderful journey with Jesus. It may be a small step or a few steps. It may be a slow journey or a fast journey. But as you move forward, your own spirit-led adventure will unfold and it will be deeply satisfying. In this episode, we looked at a spirit-led adventure. We discussed that an adventure with God takes shape step-by-step as we trust the Holy Spirit to make us more like Jesus. We may stumble, but the Holy Spirit is there to help us, and he will never leave us. You may find it interesting to know that this podcast is an example of what happens when we live a Spirit-led adventure. In November of 2021, the Holy Spirit asked me to commit to doing a podcast for one year. I don't think I had even listened to a podcast when I heard that. For sure, I knew nothing about making a podcast and what it would involve. So out of sheer obedience, I took the first steps, started a website, I gathered some equipment, wrote some notes, got a podcast host, and recorded the first episode, which was called The Courage to be Wrong. After I published that, my first thought was, what did I just sign up for? Because it was daunting. I still had no idea what we were going to talk about or where the podcast was heading. After episode two, I felt like God gave me more clarity. So in episode three, I gave a high-level view of where I thought the podcast was headed. And what I found is that when I finished my notes for one episode, the Holy Spirit gave me the topic for the next. I wish I could take credit for the way all the episodes fit together, but that was simply me taking one step at a time into the path lit by the Holy Spirit. Remember how I said all of us will stumble on our adventure? One of the things about recording episodes is that you don't hear how many times I bumbled along this journey. You don't see the hours and hours of notes that never made it past the delete key, Uh, nor do you see how much the Holy Spirit forced me to work on my character by not getting caught up in things like the number of episode downloads. But this adventure was deeply satisfying. Through the work of the Holy Spirit, I've made new friends, I've been able to help many people, and my relationship with God has deepened. As you step out, I am confident that you will have similar results. Now that one year's passed, it is time to take a short break. I believe there will be a season two, but I don't yet know what it will be about. That part of the path is not yet visible to me. Here's what I do know. Over the next several weeks, I'm going to go back and add transcripts to any episode that does not have it. I think that's the first 13. Then I'm going to organize my website so that the season one episodes are presented in a way that might be more suitable for use by a home group or as a Christian resource. If you know anyone who has questions about the work of the Holy Spirit, please point them to this podcast. Finally, this is just another reminder to follow this podcast so that you're alerted if and when, I think it's a when, I start publishing again. 
Also, occasionally check out my website, spiritledhope.com, because I may post some updates there. And thank you so much for listening to these episodes. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, questions, or maybe even some ideas for season two, please email me at glenn with two ends at spiritledhope.com or simply use the contact form at spiritledhope.com. That's spiritledhope.com. And now, as we end season one, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Until next episode, take care.